Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 151 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. yeah. yeah. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the latest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, but first, let's see who's joining us this evening. We have TV's Casey. It's me. Doc Chris. Uh, Anthony Hopkins or Antonio Banderas. Mm. Mm, it's tough. It's yep. tough. Uh, are we in Westworld or are we in Desperado? I like to cross those two together. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, can't make that easy for me. Once upon a time in Westworld. Ooh, that's it. We're done. That's it. End the show. No, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, it. James Mack. Uh, I'm picking Anthony Davis, uh, NBA star, mixed with nice. the abilities of an ant. What about stuff. Mark Antony? Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I'm your, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, now that we've gotten all that wonderful, wonderful business out of the way, let's talk about uh, some current events, some things that happened. We're going to start with Casey on this one with a little bit of a downer news. So this week we lost a veritable living legend, uh, the greatest recluse of the comic book world, Steve Ditko. Uh, Many know him as the creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange on the Marvel side of things, but he's done a plethora of work all over the place. This dude was working until the 90s. Um, He did The Question, he did The Creeper, uh, Shade the Changing Man, uh, there's just a bunch, but... You know, his contributions to comic books can't be understated. Nobody did psychedelic like Ditko, and even though he disappeared from the public eye years ago, he's, his reputation will live on through the characters he created in life. Yeah, absolutely. He was responsible for a lot of Spider-Man characters, too. Yeah. Which is, he, it, he was on like, the book for about three years, and he pretty much created everything worth mentioning. That's more than we could say for Dan Slott. Yeah. Who was on the book for how many years? Ten how many characters did he create that are worth noting about? None. <laughs> Reinventing Dr. Octopus counts as one. That's it. That's all. That's the only cool thing. Like, like uh, Ditko is, is credited for coming up with Flash Thompson, just to kind of give you an idea of what, what I'm talking about, which is very, like, like, I never realized that until after he died. I just always assumed yeah. that, like, it was a throwaway character that maybe, like, Joe the intern thought of Flash Thompson, but... Yeah, Gwen Stacy, Flash Thompson, the Sinister Six, all the Osbournes, Mary Jane Watson, Aunt May, you name it, Dicko probably started it back with with Stan. Wow. 1963. Dude, all of, like, the former Titans are just, like, going down. Stan's going to be the last one to go. He, uh... Oh, do you think they have, like, a, like, one of those, what's in that, in The Simpsons, one of those packs? Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandpa Simpson? Oh, yeah. war buddies. Yeah, yeah. Maybe think that's going on right now. Maybe stands the <laughs> Could one be. responsible. That's crazy. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Chris has also has something too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Geek heartthrob Nathan Fillion. Look, if you don't mm. like Nathan Fillion, get the fuck yeah. out. If you don't like you Nathan sh- Fillion, you're not. You a probably kid. shouldn't be listening to this. He's Cade yeah. Six. He was the preacher from Buffy. He was friggin'. Uh, what's his name from Firefly? I can't think of his name. Mal. God no. damn it, I'm mad. I couldn't think of his and name. And Captain before. Hammer. Oh my god, and Captain Hammer. Can't go wrong. Alright, he's being a little cryptic on Instagram right now. He actually posted a picture of Drake, yes, that Drake, with the caption, Sick Parvis Magna 
which is Latin for greatness from small beginnings. This phrase we know from um, Nathan Drake from Uncharted's ring that he has. It's engraved. And I love me some Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. I love me some Uncharted. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a date along with it, July 16th. So that's soon. That's pretty soon. Isn't that Prime Day? Oh, is it Prime Day? It is. Yeah, Monday. That's Monday. Damn. Is he just gonna is he just rubbing the fact that he's gonna buy all the Uncharted swag off of Prime? Wait, didn't we, we just in? go through Amazon boycott day? Now we're gonna be total sellouts for Amazon. Wait, Prime there was day? A, there was an Amazon boycott day? There yeah. was. Yeah. Really However, let's this. be perfectly honest about Amazon Prime Day. It's no. basically them putting amazing deals on really shitty things that they just need to get rid of out of their stock. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let's be perfectly honest. There's like one good thing and it's gone in the first five minutes. Daddy needs a new television. Speaking of shitty things that people they're trying to get rid of, my Steam link came in the mail today. Oh, you got oh, one of those? I got, I got one was, too. It was $2.50. And I have to buy international plugs for when I go on my honeymoon. And I was yeah. like, oh man, I'm not looking forward to that. Spending 30 bucks for all the like, iPhones. And it comes with adapters, international adapters. <laughs> oh, yeah. The all best $2.50 I ever spent. It's the funniest You'll thing. You'll never use the link. You'll yeah. use those adapters all day. <laughs> I downloaded it and I couldn't get it to work with. Um, I had this like keyboard. I have a keyboard um, mouse like hybrid thing and I could get the keyboard to work. I couldn't get the mouse to go. I don't know. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was five bucks. I was like, yeah, it's worth five bucks for me to screw around with. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did too. I bought the mm-hmm. controller for it as well, which I think that was more money back then. Yeah. It still, and, uh, it still is. It's still like 50 yeah. bucks. I don't think I even paid that much for it, but either, like whatever it was, it was too much. And like, it's so weird to have like the cursor like move around your screen, like as yeah. you're like pushing it along with your thumb. I'm like, this, this mm. is this is weird. This is weird. And I just showed my like computer screen the whole time on my television. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's it. I'm never using this again. So people were actually using that for faux virtual reality because it actually has a uh, an accelerometer and a, a gyroscope in it. So people would like tape it. This video is people taping that to their heads and just looking <laughs> at their screen and while they turn their head. Uh, it actually mo- like motion controls, so That's you're actually funny. playing games that way. It's pretty <laughs> hysterical. But anyways, back to Nathan Fillion. Um, yes. He's a dead ringer for Nathan Drake, just like mm-hmm. an older Nathan Drake, but like whatever, man. Nathan Fillion can do it all. Fiddlian? Fillion Fiddlian. can do it all. Fid- yeah. I feel like Fiddlian. you could also have Nolan North be live action Nathan Drake and nobody would notice. Accurate. Yeah. He might as well do it. Yeah. I, w- I would really love if... Ryan Reynolds got it only because Oof. every that's the second major character that Noel North first voiced that Ryan Reynolds would then take over. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'd be or I'd, Scarlett Johansson in another uh, lifted role. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you know that show Haven. No, there's a show on Sci-Fi called Haven, and um, what's her name? Um, Nathan's wife. Can't remember her name right now. Ellie? No. I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> in in Uncharted, the blonde chick from Uncharted, you should know. Oh, this oh, uh, pff, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right. I should know it. I literally, I'm in the middle of playing. But her, so her, the actress that voices her has a show, had a show on Sci-Fi called Haven, and it's pretty cool. It's just like she goes to this town and weird shit just happens. Like it's like a doofy. If, it's like if Stephen King tried to write something lighthearted. Because it mostly just takes place in a New England town. But uh, there was an episode where Noel North was just in it. And it was just like a nice little Uncharted, like, hey. Hey. I like this. this." Um, Cool. Jason, you have something, too. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. uh, 
becoming the Joker. He's talking about why it's going to scare him and everything like that. But what's scary to me is that we have a, what, third Joker in 10 years? Yeah, uh, that's fun. Like, Well, I, to be fair, only because the first one yeah. in 10 years is not around anymore. Right. If he's still around, he would still be the Joker. Oh, Question, yeah, though, be. are they going to mm-hmm. be shooting in Tennessee? Because then he could be Joaquin in Memphis. Uh, <laughs> come nice. on come on that was a great joke nice little marcone oh. reference you're welcome yeah. <laughs> anyways continue with your story um but i mean i gotta say like i i am a little bit excited anytime a new joker you know a, well a new actor is gonna be playing the joker because it's i'm always curious about it right but I'm, it's like that kind of train wreck curiosity like i'm like oh i'm ready to see how they fuck this one up um but Joaquin, we all know about uh, I'm Not Here and how, I think it's mm-hmm. I'm Not Here, like and how, how yeah. seriously he took becoming a crazy ass was and and how dedicated he is to his performance. I'm excited to see this come up. Um, so I started mailing used condoms and dead animals to my coworkers. Yeah, exactly. Turns out, really gets you right in the thick of the character. <laughs> <laughs> A character that they could have completely removed from every scene he was in from the movie and not yeah. changed one I plot know. point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, well. it, I just don't want it to be another Jared Leto. Um, yeah. And Jared Leto could be a good actor. Like He is a good actor in like Dallas Buyers Club, stuff like that. But just, I don't know. I don't know. I think they just wrote him into a corner. Yeah. I, I think he was just trying to. I think he was looking too much at Heath Ledger and trying not to be Heath Ledger to the point where he actually kind of became Heath Ledger and then did a really bad job at it. <laughs> he went the other way. Yeah. yeah. He went so far around like the world to not <laughs> Congratulations. be Heath Ledger. Congratulations. Right you around. played yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take it. That's how we can definitively definitively prove Flat Earther is wrong, is just Jared Leto's Joker. He went around the world so far, he just came right back. Earth can't be flat. It's a circ- it's a sphere. This is proof. It's a big old ball. Uh, and if you're not excited about Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, you might as well be Joaquin on the sun. There's or, a Smash Mouth reference and wow, just for you. Might that as was good. Good. I knew you were going for it. That I was did good. It. That hurts. We'll be walking on broken glass uh, for the next little bit. There we go. Um, these boots were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. You know what? When you go to Tennessee, he's going to need some boots. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> this is so good. The best part about this is it's literally the same word that we are replacing. This is not even clever anymore. No. And I love every second of it. This is what happens when Serge is not here anymore. We just do Joaquin jokes the whole time. <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, something <laughs> that I want to bring up is there's some exciting Pokemon news actually coming up. Um, Funko Pop announced its first ever Pokemon Pop figure, and it's going to be Pikachu, uh, which is to no one's surprise at all. And if I it was is, really hoping for Gloom. <laughs> Gloom? No, <Yeah>. Mimikyu. <laughs> yeah, or Psyduck. I mean, I would totally buy a fucking Psyduck. Actually, I mean, um, that Psyduck is like tailor made. But for that, not no, that Pikachu's he, not, but like Psyduck would be awesome. No, the, the most tailor made Pokemon for a Pop figure would be Ditto. It literally has the Funko eyes. I'm pretty sure it's what inspired the Funko Pop. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> not wrong. Um, so that's going to be super exciting. I didn't see any release date on that yet, but I'm pretty pumped because I have a bajillion. And by bajillion, I mean probably 38 pop figures. Uh, so that's really cool. The other thing I want to kind of bring up is they uh, are the 
newest additions to the Pokemon series, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which is going to be a nice little tie-over for the real game that comes out next year. Um, they are going to have version-exclusive Pokemon. So, um, the... Where but they're it? not remakes of Red and Blue, are they? It's closer to a remake of Yellow, is what they're saying. Yeah. It's not a true so, remake. And it has but some it, Pokemon Go integration. I believe it's supposed to feel. I believe the map layout. It looks like it's going to be very similar to the Kanto. It's going. It's based on. It's in the it takes place in the Kanto region, yeah. um, and that, that the town layout is going to be. I'm guessing the same, if not similar. Well, they showed they showed the gym leaders today. Yeah, oh. they got a, a Brock and Misty redesign at least. Hmm. Interesting. So, googling now. Nice. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the the version exclusives are as follows. So in Let's Go Pikachu, you're gonna have Oddish, Oddish, Sandshrew, Growlithe. In Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, you're gonna have Bellsprout, Meowth, and Vulpix. Vulpix so, too. Vulp. Well, and so in Red and Blue, That's Red had Growlithe split. and Blue had Vulpix. But there's like ones like there's no mention. So. In Pokemon Red, you had Oddish, Growlithe, Ekans, Mankey, Scyther, and Electabuzz. Blue had Bellsprout, Vulpix, Sandshrew, Meowth, Pinsir, and Magmar. And I was always super jealous of people who had Red because I had Blue. And I did not like any except for... Actually, I didn't like any of the... Yeah. The oh, I had Red. Blue. I know. Red you had the was cool definitely the, uh, the way to go. I was, very, to go. I was proud of that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I'm, I'm still... So I'm super excited for this. Like, I'm... I still have to beat Zelda on my Switch, but I'm just kind of like, I'm not in the Zelda mood. I just want to play Pokemon. Like, oh, I, I totally wasn't either, man. I beat it the other day. I yeah. finally well, did it. That's the thing is like when I force myself into it, I can't stop playing until like another game comes out. Mm -hmm. But it's just like that weird just getting back into it. I don't know, man. I, I, I like the back to basics approach of Pokemon because Sun and Moon. Oh, no. X and Y really lost me because it was just too much. Yeah. And moving around the world was not fun. Well, X and Y was fine. I um, I got into that pretty far. I got into it so much that I figured out the exploit where if you want to hatch an egg, you get a coin slightly under the thumbstick of the 3DS and have it push right. And there's a, in the center of the main town is just a, a circle. So he just runs around in circles and you don't have to like press down the button. And it just hatches all the eggs for you. That sounds like You're a lot of work to do nothing. <laughs> it's it, i'm describing it as it, it sounds like more worse than it actually is all you have to do is get into that town and, and jam a penny underneath the thumbstick and just watch some netflix and you're fine <laughs> that's pretty mm. much it and that's, that's what you also, want out of your video game a way to beat it without doing any work that's also <laughs> what she said which ba -da -ba -da -ba. yeah uh so that's pretty much all the news that that we found out for this week let's jump right into the main event why we're all here ant-man and the wasp what were you guys thinking kind of going into this we're, we're coming out of infinity war we're coming out of, oh uh spoilers by the way for infinity war for ant-man and the wasp and yeah all the let's say all the let's say all the marvels all the marvels yeah. and probably a 15 year old movie that we have yet to think of yet accurate, accurate. uh huh honey i shrunk the kids is definitely older than that look merc moranis shows up at the end Oh, if only. <laughs> Rick Moranis is a saint. He he quit acting to take care of his kids because his yeah. wife passed away. I know. What the fuck? What a what good a, dude. What a great guy. I yeah. know. Yeah, can't go wrong. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're coming out of this. <laughs> we talk about Rick oh, Moranis all I just day. want to acknowledge the chat real quick. Yeah. Uh, Ruru 2. Yes, there are three 30-year-old dudes talking about Pokemon, and that's very sad. I'm 28, so it's still okay for me to do so. <laughs> mm, is it, though? 
It's a no. <laughs> um, coming at fresh out of Infinity War, that was the last time we saw like you know the latest that's happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was also um, like oh, two months ago. <laughs> it feels so much longer because it's coming it out on Blu-ray next month. Yeah, I, I know. know. So, what a weird and magical time we live in. This is great. Um, what were you guys kind of like thinking about going into this movie? I Man. was. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No, I want you to take this one, buddy. It's well, all you. All right. So I'm thinking this is the year of the Marvel movie, right? Like yep. this. What do we have? Four, five, if you include uh, Deadpool. Well, is it that um, many? Black Panther. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Infinity Wars this year. Yep. Um, then this and Venom. <laughs> Casey, you're okay, so yes. excited for Venom. Uh, and then Deadpool. And um, we don't have a. Is there the X Men, the Phoenix one? Is that this year? Is that another year? That is this year. I mean, I, year. I haven't heard it got delayed yet. I mean, uh, New Mutants is supposed to come out this year, but it, that definitely got delayed. Yeah. So that's my point. I'm like this. So this is like what the 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 apex of this or is it you know this is might be the last one or at least the last good one that anybody's really going to give a shit about um so i was kind (laughs) of like excited to see it but at the same time like well damn like when are we going to see some more marvel cinematic universe movies like it was kind of hurting me a little bit you know on the insides um it could have been the food that i was eating too i don't really know but uh i was excited to see where the fuck Scott Lang has been this whole time, right? He wasn't in his house, <laughs> learning math. Exactly. And so, to my to my delight, he is learning how to play ma- or do magic uh, up close. He is learning how to play the electric drum set. Uh, he's just kind of dicking around his house. He's building these amazing slides in his home as well for his daughter, and almost uh, breaching his house arrest uh, mm-hmm. by doing so. But I don't know. It's just like my expectation was I need an explanation almost instantly as to why he wasn't in Infinity Wars. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was kind of curious. Like, I think everyone's kind of curious. It's like, what was he doing? Because they mentioned him very briefly in Infinity yeah. War. But like cut, that, they say he cut a deal. Yeah. But that was that deal he, was the, house arrest. Yeah. yeah. The full explanation is that is he's under house arrest and he cannot. He has to maintain that he's completely been away from the PIMS. In all that time, yeah, with no operating as the Antman. What did and he the give best up part? For a crazy deal! Like he committed treason. Yeah, it's well, it's a light treasoning. Yeah. <laughs> light, I mean, yeah, sure, but like the rest of development take. You know, it's like you order a salad with some treason on the side. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's like he's getting treated like a rich dude, but he's not. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that we got a wonderfully hilarious uh, exposition recap from uh, Detective Wu. <laughs> that was the best part. That was the moment. So I- I'm watching this movie, and I think that like the first Ant-Man was definitely like the first Marvel movie of this last round that had like a different feel. Like they kind of broke the mold of the uh, of superhero. Uh, the- like the atmosphere, but yeah, because it was a, it was more of a heist movie. Yeah. Um, and then the next few movies also kind of had a little, a slightly different feel. Like Thor, obviously, felt very different. Um, How dramatic and Shakespearean from none other than Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, of course. Moving on to or oh, Thor three with uh, Taika Waititi, my boy. Oh yeah, love the it. good one. You mean? Yeah, no, no, the good one, the good one. I mean, <laughs> I love me some uh, Kenneth Branagh. But um, yeah, going into this, I was like. 
I was like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. I didn't know what to, I didn't want, know what to expect. I wasn't too hyped on 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 this going into it, but um, I was like delightfully delightfully surprised um, that this they basically like let Paul Rudd off the leash like the last one. Yeah, he it was really good. It was really funny, but it also did felt like it didn't take a step far enough into the ridiculousness that could potentially be there. And this one, oh, it felt right into the perfect silly spot. Mm. Uh, that it was like similar thoughts that I had with the first one in terms of going in. I'm like, this is either going to be wonderful or horrible. And I'm not sure what yet. Like Guardians, I thought, listen, if it's half as good as the first one, it's still going to be really entertaining. Yeah. Um, I needed a big break from the melodrama of Infinity War because mm-hmm. that was too much, man. That was a lot. <laughs> Don't say, I think it was just enough, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of those movies too that uh, Emily wanted to see with me randomly. Like I, I was planning on seeing it on you know nice Super Tuesday, Discount Tuesday kind of deal, and then Emily was like, "Oh, are you going to go like right after work?" And I was like, oh, "Are you going to go see that movie?" And I was like. Yeah, do you want to see it? You haven't seen literally anything since <laughs> five minutes of Doctor Strange where you decided to stop watching. So, I don't know. She's Ugh. like, yeah, I saw the first one. I liked it. I like, I like Paul Rudd. And I was like, all right. So, we went. And I'm like, the whole time I'm kind of sitting there. And I'm just like, she hasn't seen Civil War. She hasn't seen, definitely hasn't seen Infinity War. I'm like, is she going to be able to follow? Um and afterwards, like I asked her, she's like, yeah, I can follow pretty well. She's like, I just assumed when they made a reference to things, it was just something I didn't know about. And I just moved on. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good standalone. Yeah. It also is uh, it the, uh, just like the first one. The scale of it is very different. That's um, true. That's fun true. fact. My lady actually beat me to see the this scale movie. of it. Really? Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the missus went with some friends to go see it. I couldn't make it. I was like, yeah, go see it. And I was like, she fucking beat me to this movie. God, whoa, that's <laughs> great. But yeah, the scale of this one, it's not like, you know, it's, the world isn't about to end in this movie. Um, you kind of care about all the people, the, the moving parts that are there. But um, it's not like it's not like reality itself is going to break itself, which is a, a nice, refreshing uh, breath compared to it's like what a we fugitive got movie now. Before it was a heist movie. Now it's a fugitive movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, uh, forget that scene where Ant Man's standing over a waterfall. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Kimbo. <laughs> um, I really like that they didn't change the kind of humor that was in this movie. Like that would have been really tempting for the studio to do, especially with like Thor Ragnarok's like blatant success. To just be like, oh, that's the funny we like now. We're gonna make all the movies that kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. Uh, and they didn't. They just kept to like the you know Paul Rudd genre of humor, which. There were a lot of writers on this movie. Really? I noticed in the credits, yeah. Hmm. Um, it was like, like Paul Rudd, I think, has a writing credit on it, but it was... Uh, I'm actually going to pull it up. Uh, yeah, five writers. Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Paul Rudd, Andrew Barrer, and Gabriel Ferrari. Do you think Paul Rudd actually helped writing, or do you think they gave me a writer's credit for all the ad-libbing he probably did? I... <laughs> mm, I don't know. I, I would say he probably he probably had a hand in it because something like this. There was a couple of very well timed jokes that mm. had to really had to have the dialogue supporting it, as well as I think that Paul because this character is so iconic. Like right now, you can't think of of Scott Lang being played 
like by anyone but Paul Rudd. Right. Um, he does such a good job in this one that it's the two are kind of synonymous. You need to have his rhythm, his cadence of his jokes. And who knows the rhythm and cadence of Paul Rudd's jokes better than Paul motherfucking Rudd. That's true. He actually, like when you put it that way, like he's really done doing for Ant-Man what uh, Robert Downey Jr. did for Iron Man. Oh, totally. Hell yeah, he does. Where she's just like kind of like, and like Ant-Man is like based on what I remember reading about Scott Lang, kind of similar to Paul Rudd a little bit and except for how he looks, but like they, they goofed him up big time in recent years. Yeah. Um, they make him super Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like huge, yeah. uh, what is it? Astonishing Ant-Man or whatever Ant-Man volume, the same guy who wrote Superior Foes of Spider-Man's writing, which is where they pulled all the uh, Ant-Man security solutions like X-Con, mm. you know, building off of that. Uh, but before in the comics, Scott was actually kind of not like a dark hero, but in at least the later Avengers runs that he showed up in like Jeff Johns run on Avengers. He was trying to balance his life of winning custody of his kid and living life as a superhero. Mm. And it really, it made him a little off putting to some people like Jack of hearts. And it's, it's such a huge departure from this real fun, like goofball one that, that we have now. And I think Greg's favorite Ant-Man yeah. is a little bit to blame for this. Well, I, I think um, Scott Lang is a, a kind of, a, at least in the MCU, is a combination of the two characters. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, just the the style of humor, all that. Like, he, he's just taking Scott Lang's name and, like, the story of, like, having the daughter and, and, like, trying to get her back and all that. Blatantly just Scott. But, like, the fact that he's kind of a sleazeball is a 100% Eric. It's a watered-down yeah. Eric O'Grady, who is the third ant-man wait you think he's, you think he's a sleazeball in this movie he's kind of a sleaze like he's a, not in this movie but in the first one he's like a little bit of a sleaze like he like you think so i think he is he's he oh, like man. the first one he like broke into a house and like st- from an old for all he knew was an old crippled man mm-hmm. stole yeah. some shit right but he didn't really like want to do it it wasn't like he was willingly like let's screw over this guy it's i need money to get but like so my feet. like like scott lang in the comics was a rob was a robin hood essentially yeah so like yeah but he uh, was, i guess he still was in the movie too yeah no he was because remember he yeah he stole all the you're money right. from that company that stole you're from right. their pension and gave it back to them yeah you're right you're right yeah but i don't know like there's there's just like the i guess the kind of humor too that happens in irredeemable ant-man is similar to this it's just eric o'grady is a huge sleazeball you can't get much sleazier than him he <laughs> um ripped the suit off of his no he i'm not gonna go through his whole backstory but <laughs> the first thing he did with the suit is spot go into the shower of miss marvel it's yeah. teeny tiny and just wash her shower while he's deep in thought it's like you fucking sleaze i hate you i love you but he I also you. Be- he also beat up cassie lang in the comics oh did he really when Jesus. they were in uh and the avengers initiative well, Ca- together cassie has powers in the comics she's not like a little girl she's yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a little that, girl. She's 16, you know what? But... Yeah, that probably came out not so great. For she the did not beat know. up a nine-year-old yeah, I was girl. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. She uh, she has giant man powers, right? If I'm not mistaken. She can shrink and grow. Shrink and grow. So yeah. she can get. Yeah, she can do that. She could, she's like Ant Man essentially. So which is why, like, when they have those clever nods of "I want to be like you, Daddy," when I grew up, all like the the comic characters are like, "Yeah." You will be. They, they cast like a 16 year old actress for Avengers 4 to play an older Cassie Lang. Ooh. Oh, wow. I'm thinking Young Avengers tease, but that's we're getting ahead of ourselves. That could be. That could be. Um, we are. Scott Lang dad mode is amazing. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. He's the world's best grandma. Yeah. <laughs> the world's best grandma. What was awesome is like you saw and like again, tie back to the first movie, like there was what maybe two scenes that he has with his daughter and it's just like you want more of that. And this one you you got a lot more of that. Oh yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. The kid who plays Cassie Lang is so goddamn cute. Yeah. Oh my god. Kills it. And she is like for me, did you guys get a survey when you got out of the movie? No, there no. was someone that like was asking about surveys, but she made eye contact with me and did not ask me directly, so I just kept on Yeah. Walking. I I went with my girlfriend and at the end of the movie they have this, you know, this part of section on the survey that's like who is your favorite character? And they had um in order like Scott, uh, you know, the wasp, Janet, Hank, and then it went so far as like the Russian guy and TI and I'm like <laughs> how do you not have Cassie? Yeah, she, yeah. she gives Scott like the total motivation to like come back and be a awesome good guy in the climax and covers for him. Yeah. Oh, big time. Kills it. Yeah. Oh man. If I have a daughter, I hope she's just Cassie. So this it's movie is called Ant Man and the Wasp. And wasp. We spent a lot of time talking about Ant Man. Yeah, um, let's throw down some wa- some Wasp thoughts. I love me some Evangeline Lilly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old Freckles. Did anyone think Lost. I kind of thought she yep. was um, slight, like she did a lot of action, but I kind of I think I liked her better in this one than the than the first one because oh, she yeah. you know, had something to do. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I, I wanted to see a little bit more. Really? It was still very Ant-Man heavy or at least in the at least in the personality department. Well, uh, it's, I felt it's, like she was it's still still kind of bland. Like It's called Ant-Man and the Wasp, but like it's the story's about him. And like, yeah, she has a more integral part in this. Like, she does more than just beat him around. Like, yeah, she, she beats everyone her. around. She beats she's everyone. The, she's she the first so much female ass. in the MCU to get top billing. Yeah, that's very true. Oh wow, <laughs> she's she's pushing for an A team movie of all female Avengers. She's pushing yeah. for it, um, which I'm one thousand percent down for. I would love something like that. I, I yeah. for me, her in this movie, I think it was just the right amount. Um, because it left me wanting for more, and I think that's good. It left me excited yeah. for whatever's good. I would go just watch a Wasp movie. Yeah, I would. I would. Or The Wasps with her and Janet. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. I'm very curious I got, to see. I got to have me more Michelle Pfeiffer. She was, she right? was awesome. She was severely underplayed. Kicked see, I wanted more of ass. her in it. I thought there was going to be way more of her, especially since they get like someone like Michelle Pfeiffer to play Janet, and yeah. it's just like she's in it for, what, 10 minutes in total? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I thought that this yeah. movie honestly was gonna pick up from them like finding her in the quantum verse or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, and then like, I like I I genuinely from the from the previews and the uh, the trailers and stuff, I thought that like Ghost's powers were gonna become as a result of them Scott around going uh, yeah. subatomic and and pulling out all this extra data you know what i mean of what they could do and i was like oh shit that's the result like this movie's the result of that and it just wasn't it was like they still haven't gotten there yet so i I was expecting that but yeah i don't know like i thought that they were going to pull her out right from the get-go and then there's going to be a whole lot of shit going on beyond that hope was fucking awesome like every time she was in it she's kicking ass ghost on the other hand i was besides how visually cool she looked I was just kind of underwhelmed. You mean a, a Destiny character, a Hunter Destiny character? <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, not like the actual costume, because that is totally just like Moon Knight cross. If Moon Knight was in the Destiny game, 
that would be <laughs> ghost. And but like just the whole story, how generic it was, and like like oh, I'm a covert operative yeah. in a failed secret experiment. It's like yeah, I saw this in the, Metal yeah. Gear Solid. You're also you're Bucky Barnes. You're female Bucky Barnes. Yeah. is what this is. Yeah, they could have really played that up in like marketing and stuff, and like maybe released like small like tidbits on youtube as like found footage things and like really throw like if you faced her in real life oh, you'd be terrified g- give us an ant-man arg with all that stuff Something. <laughs> but like her there's her story was just like okay cool i've seen this a thousand times before and then Lawrence fishburne i was super underwhelmed with as well and like the fact that they're not even really villains here's here's a bit of trivia for yeah. you Lawrence fishburne's son mm-hmm. plays young goliath or young bill foster in the flashbacks that wasn't oh. just like a cg Lawrence fishburne no what that's his kid I, that makes a lot more sense because i was wondering why they fucked up michael douglas's young cg and they got him down really well because they didn't yeah. do that at all that's um, really interesting i actually I, I didn't mind that because one of my favorite um like animated movies is princess mononoke which is great mm-hmm. and i one thing that like really struck me when i saw that that was like the first movie i saw where there really wasn't um a true villain where you kind of see what both sides were and i think mm-hmm. that that makes for a a good balance like there's an antagonizer but there is as far as like the two main um conflict goes between two people that you kind of see both sides um and i kind i did like that even though the climax is against the other, what was the dude's name? I don't even remember what the dude's name because it didn't really matter too much. Um, the guy that was selling things and it was just oh rich. yeah, the, the southern oh, guy yeah the the hill yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, you know slightly confused who was on what side type of thing, but it was yeah. I, but I like the fact that there was a little bit of gray when it came to who who, who the bad guys were. I mean like. It's if it happens like if it didn't just happen in Thor Ragnarok, I think I would be more okay with it. <laughs> but we literally just got another movie late last right. year with with the same deal where there's no real villain. And yeah, we have like Avengers since then, which ha- definitely has a villain. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Which Black Panther didn't even really. Ha- I don't like consider Michael B. Jordan like a villain in that. Like even though he tried to like arm. Oh, but up. he hams it up, man. He goes like full Bond villain. He was with that awesome. Waterfall like, fight. I so good. I, I don't know. I don't know. For me, like it didn't like read like that. It was like a maybe it's Killmonger just, was right. <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm just gonna say he wasn't wrong. Um, said the podcast maybe, full maybe, of colonizers. Maybe just there's there's a trend going on. With, <laughs> with, there's a trend going on with villains now, right? So it's you, they're either super relatable to the point where you you kind of like start thinking how right they could be or they're just not really villains at all and that's what we've been getting out of the marvel cinematic universe as of late like i have i miss as cheesy as it was like a good old-fashioned iron man versus iron monger fight where it's just like they're beating the crap out of each other and they're saving pedestrians and he's saving pedestrians in the way and he just has to outwit them like that's a classic superhero fight and while too much of anything in a row is horrible, sprinkle that in there for me. Give me it. I will say this movie sets up a great idea for another sort of offbeat Guardians type film because they didn't kill the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You could do Thunderbolts. Ooh. Which I would love. Ooh. The concept of Thunderbolts, for those of you not. I was literally in just going to ask you that for the folks at home. Yeah. For the folks at home, the idea of Thunderbolts is. In a world where all the heroes have been killed, 
in the comics, it was by Onslaught, say, in the MCU. Half of them are killed by Thanos already. Baron Zemo steps up to the plate in disguise as a hero named Citizen V. And he gets a bunch of the other Masters of Evil to also disguise themselves as heroes, which is where you get guys like Moonstone and Songbird and Mach 4 and uh, wasn't, Atlas. Wasn't Hawkeye in Thunderbolts? Who? Hawkeye, what? wasn't he in the Thunderbolts? He he took over the team after. That's right. But the the original run, the twist is, is that these villains are masquerading as heroes to get fame and fortune through the publicity of pretending to be good guys and then turning it all around into one big score. The problem is that the bad guys get really attached to being good guys because they do good things and people love them for doing good things. <laughs> so they feel good. And then when Baron Zemo's like, no, 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 the plan is to fuck everybody over. They're like, we kind of like being good guys, man. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. But you're in a very similar situation here where you've got, maybe you could do Abomination, you mm -hmm. could bring Ghost back, you could have Baron Zemo as the citizen, mm -hmm. which kind of, he's very different than his comics version, but I feel like the idea of him trying to sabotage the hero community in some way, almost like an Incredibles kind of thing, mm -hmm. still works with what you have as a Zemo. Um, and then you could just throw in a bunch of new people, because why not? You know, yeah. But I, I've always loved the concept of that. And you could eventually have Hawkeye run the group as like the post credits. It's like, well, Zemo's gone. You guys want to be real heroes? Let a let an Avenger show you how it's done, and then boom, cut to credits. Mm. I'll take my money now, Feige. Just so we're clear, <laughs> this is exactly the kind of shit I know you eat up. So completely un like semi unrelated to this, I'm actually looking at some of the Ant Man posters. And actually, the one that we were using for the background right now looks like it's almost the exact same as poster Ragnarok. as Thor Ragnarok and in, in the Infinity War poster. No, I'm just staring I was just, at it. It's making me angry. I'm just kind of actually kind of cracking me up. It's like if you start with Infinity War, work way back to Thor Ragnarok, and then back to Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like people just slowly start to leave the image. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Anyways, or grow. Um, or grow. If you go backwards, right. they just keep adding more and more people. Anyways, I mean, if it, it's a great, they're great designs for posters. So like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it's it. It's probably yeah. the same guy. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's the same it's dude. That is. dude's like, it's doing good work. Yeah. Doing great work. I mean, I guess we already know what the uh, the Venom and Captain Marvel post is going to look like now at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Maybe you were talking Venom. about uh, Venom's Iron MCU that we know of. Mm. You're talking about Ironmonger uh, and Iron yeah. Man, like exchanging smashies again. Like I would love to see that, like that style again, especially with Ironmonger, because like he looks like um, this character named Alphon Elric. Yeah, uh, I knew from... it was coming. <laughs> oh come on, you probably never. Oh, wait, wait, who's Alphonse Elric? I don't know who that is. Oh my god, he's from this uh, anime called Full Metal Alchemist. There's the. Oh my god, armor. that's how you could bring Jeff Bridges back. His soul is still inside <laughs> the armor. <laughs> Oh my god. He never died. He died. I'd watch that movie. Uh, watch also it. though, for real, um Lawrence Fishburne's character, I forget his name already, but uh Foster. Foster. Yeah. So Dr. Foster. When he I don't know, there's like a little Easter egg in there. Um when he is writing on his board just when Hank and and Scott and Hope show up into his, his classroom into his lecture, um, just behind like his right or his left ear is uh, a, a word written in shock and it just says matrix that's it really that's <laughs> yeah awesome. just sit right behind him I'm like you motherfucker i know what you did <laughs> i see you there god damn you larry 
let's talk about the shawarma while we still have some time. So, um, all right. The big, the big thing, um, they don't. You could, like I said earlier, you could watch this movie without seeing any of the movies, and you're just fine. However, don't watch the post credits because that's the biggest spoiler out of all of them. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah it's literally even if you hated the rest of the movie it oh, was like oh my god it was god. perfect because and yet you knew it was you knew coming. it was coming you're watching this whole movie right and you're i just didn't like, see it coming oh i they i knew they're gonna try to tie it in in some way shape or form like it would be yeah stupid i didn't think it was gonna to. be like that mostly because we ha- we've had agents of shield that has pretty much failed to tie in which is its only fucking job luke cage just <laughs> didn't even mention anything going on at all which you could chalk up to it tank like taking place before all this stuff but that's just stupid you drop this huge bomb like at the end of uh infinity war where literally half of everything half of everyone just disintegrates into this dust so you have this scene set where they're kind of fucking around almost with um what do they call it it's not the negative zone that's the tunnel quantum realm realm. the quantum realm they're fucking around in there dark dimension they're trying they're trying to take all of it looked a lot like it right oh yeah a little different a little different but anyways so they're trying to get like healing factors out of it they're doing experiments stuff like that and uh, what they do is they make a smaller version of the quantum tunnel that was responsible for bringing back janet um so Paul Rudd goes in and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll bring you out. No problem. And I'm like, all of a sudden I had this weird like my spidey sense was tingling. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I think I was actually saying no, 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 no. Because Emily gave me like a weird look. And I was like, oh, this is not good. And then he goes to a point where he's just like, all right, guys, like pull me out. And there's nothing on the other end. And he's like, all right, this isn't funny. Come on, guys. And it just pans out to him floating alone in that in the fucking quantum realm and it pans out and all you see is the like ash dust whatever you want to call it floating in the breeze from where all three of them hank uh janet and hope were standing man so where i thought where i thought this was going was i thought that while he was down there yeah he was going to either see or hear gamora's voice ooh, and find that so when so when i had heard that there was a, a good teaser at the end i thought we were gonna be like all right this is where we're gonna find a way back like into the soul stone or find a way to bring people back mm-hmm. is through the quantum realm yeah mm-hmm. um that didn't happen yeah. it was way darker <laughs> it, it was may it may yet perfect work. Yeah. it may yet work but it wasn't teased yet yeah, the 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 moment was ruined for me when the guy sitting behind me, he was probably in his fifties, maybe late mid fifties, was just like, "Hey, is that what that space guy did the last movie I saw?" And I was just like, "God damn it, you had Tommy, Tommy tough, nuts. tough nuts in your theater." <laughs> Why? Yo, was like, oh, Yo, where'd they go? God. There was some kind of barbecue or something. Tommy was it the fucking rapture? Lives all over the South Shore of Massachusetts. There's Tommy really? tough nuts on every corner. I it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, like fucking Ant Man or something. It's just like yeah. the same thing as Space Guy, right? Yeah. Yo, why is this guy big now? I thought he was supposed to get smaller. I don't understand. Not giant man. See what I did there? Because he's big now. They bet they didn't think of that. Ugh. Horrible. <laughs> um, that was like. The- oh yeah, I just got it. Giant Man. Because <laughs> he's a guy. He's guy Ant Man. He's guy Ant Man. Goddamn, makes my spleen hurt so bad. Um, it was a perfect end, especially based, Ugh. you know, off of where everyone's mindset was at. And I like halfway through this movie, I was just kind of like, you know what? 
I'm kind of glad like this is a nice lighthearted kind of thing. It's it showing me like what the way things were and like I'm really appreciating this and maybe it doesn't have to have the Infinity War tie-in. Maybe I'd be okay with that. And then when it happened, I was like, I'm glad it had the tie-in. Yeah. I would not have been okay <laughs> if there was no tie-in. <laughs> I, ha I have a feeling a lot of people are now seeing these movies just to see how they connect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were even considering taking a pass on any solo films, you're like, you know what? No, I'm only in it for Avengers, Avengers, more Avengers. And Iron That's Man. it. These side movies can go fuck <laughs> off. Just give me the big stuff. It's like, well, I might be tempted now. Yeah. Just to see how they deal with it. Yeah. Also, like, it would be really tough to watch the last one without seeing any of the other movies. Yeah. Like, because you'd be, if you had only watched the Avengers movies, um, Guardians come out of nowhere. Doctor Strange comes out of yeah. nowhere, right? Yeah, so. I think the core story you would you would you would still get it. Just you wouldn't appreciate it as much. I I would think I don't know. I might just make Emily watch it and see what I, she won't watch it. But I, I'm the to. the absolute core watching is all the Captain Americas and all the Avengers like at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. like the rest you can kind of gather from context, but those are huge. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I don't know. There's just like. I feel like I can't even imagine a world where I just only watch the Avengers movies or anyone does. It's just crazy to me. I mean, it would be different if all like all of them are like even at their worst, they're still pretty good. Yeah. Like Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. It's oh, I like, like Iron Man 2. That's like great. It's so great. Mickey oh. Rourke yelling about his bird. No, he's not, not my, my bird. bird, man. With what's his he's name? He's not my bird. Oh, fuck. Who played I, Justin Hammer? I liked Iron, I liked Iron Man 3. Oh, Justin Hammer say. was played by... um. Sam something. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. See, I love Sam Rockwell, but I can never fucking remember his name. Just like Gary Oldman. Just like I remember Gary Oldman's name. <laughs> Sam Rockwell with his stupid little dance. I love his stupid little dance. The fucking you had these two great villains in there in that movie. Um plot so so. But just like the dynamic I was talking to my brother about this the other day. He's like, I really liked Iron Man 2. I was like, I liked it too. And we started talking about that stupid scene with the the drones. And he, and uh, Justin Hammer wanted like suits, and he puts the fucking drone helmet on his like butler assistant's head. He goes, "You can't fit a guy in there." It's like, yeah, oh ridiculous. yeah. He's like, "Try, try to put this on." He's, yeah. <laughs> See, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not, it's not a suit. I don't know what he's doing to me. What's the guy doing to me? I don't know. He's just like drone is better. It's like ah, <laughs> drone better. I love it. I three. I still three, say three is better like than three. two. I didn't like. Ah, oh, I liked three. I couldn't. I like. Three. I liked that it was. Uh, we had. We had just seen enough of Iron Man doing Iron Man things. I was. It was nice to see a, a little different pace of Tony Stark. I just didn't kind like of it. trying to come to grips with his own reality. It might have been too long too. Maybe that's my biggest gripe with it. Oh man, but it's the it's the best War Machine that we've gotten, or at that's least Rhodey. But like it's the best roadie we get. I, I think the 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 advertisement for that or the advertising and the and the trailers for that movie ruined it because like I thought it was gonna be him having like a real crisis of identity and trying to figure things out and not just because his suit broke he can't be in it. I thought mm -hmm. it was gonna be more of a choice kind of deal. Yeah, but I don't know. And I thought like for sure there's gonna be way more repercussions than he just suits back up after the movie. Also, he was a way more badass MacGyver. That's very true. It was basically a MacGyver that. movie. You are not wrong about that. All right, wait. Let's spin this spin back, back to Ant-Man. Ant Best, Best scene. scene. Go. So, this, James this, Mack. Oh, jeez. Oh, the recap scene from uh, Michael yeah. Pena. Oh, absolutely. 
like every like Michael Pena's voice over everybody else like ad libbing on him. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. the best part. I wish they didn't do that in this movie. Really? What? I I, I thought it was perfect for the first one, and it should have just been left in the first one. Oh, but it was so gratuitous, gratuitous in this movie I know, on but purpose. It, it wasn't as good as what I remember the first one to be. Oh, I I think it, I think it 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 built up because it went on for so long and it went so far it back. Was, and it, yeah. yeah, it went so far back. I thought it, I thought it was absolutely perfect. They doubled down on that joke. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. Truth serum, man. Truth know. serum. He's real. Baba Yaga is real. The Baba. The, they, yeah, they which means John. John. They, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they pronounced it different. I noticed that. The Baba Yaga doesn't matter. The Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga in Marvel. It's the Baba Yaga. Yeah. Um, and John Wick. And when that lady threw up next to me, she Baba Yaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the important thing is Avengers 4, John Wick. John Wick. Oh, yeah. Ooh, John Wick confirmed. Same universe. Boom. Can you imagine if, like, Thanos is about to win again and then John Wick just shows up out of nowhere? He was not demolished in that half of the universe. My my dog disappeared. His new dog was part of the half of the universe going away. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's, like, legit. Like, people are talking about that being a real thing. Like, he got a new dog and it just fucking turned into dust. That's why the whole Fortnite thing happened. For John Wick and Thanos. Yeah, it's real. It's real. real. That's wonderful. I want that. Can yeah. that be a thing, please? We'll do it. Um, Someone else, best scene. Uh, I personally love the scene where Cassie's talking to Scott about them being partners. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, that would be so great. Except it made me the worst dad of all I, time. I love his reaction because it made me like it was... What anyone would do? Who he? She's like, I would need to be your partner, and he just laughs. And she's like, she makes this like really angry and yet sad at the same time face, and she's like, don't laugh at me. And he's just like, yeah. oh, I'm not laughing at you, sweetie. <laughs> oh man, it's just he's just he's like the coolest dad in like all of comic books now. Yeah. Yep. Like there's not there's more bad dads than good in comics, mm. but Scott Lang's one of the good ones, and like I Hank love him for it. Yeah, like Hank Pym. Wait, we haven't talked about Hank Pym, or as I like to call him, Hank Action Pym, because he actually <laughs> does things in this movie. He he, he moved moves. around a lot better in this movie than the last one. I feel like he was super that, crippled in the first one. That new hip must be paying off or something. I mean, he just, the dude, he, he moved. He moved. Yeah. Moved around I around mean, around. I guess that's really all I have to say about it, yeah. is he actually did something. He did things. The end. He went subatomic. I thought it was supposed to kill him if he shrank again. Or did I just make that up? No, it's if you put on the Ant-Man suit, the strain was too much on his heart. But isn't it the same strain as if you go into a little scuba diving thing and like get shrunk? I don't know. Not when he's wearing another suit to protect him from that. But then isn't he just wearing a suit while shrinking? Hey, don't think about it too hard. Let's (laughs) also let's also not think about the fact that uh, Ava, i.e., the ghost, was trying to steal somehow steal Janet's essence from the quantum realm. How? Don't know to save herself. Oh, speaking of yeah. quantum entanglement, Janet operating through Scott's body. Oh, that was great. That was hilarious. I was hoping there would be... So, he, here's the thing. Hilarious. Everyone was laughing the whole time. It was wonderful. Especially when he looks lovingly at Hank. Oh, that was wonderful. Was great. I was kind of hoping there would be a point where it would get like a little serious and you start to believe him. And then it would go back into the ridiculous. And then you'd just be like, what is going on here? But it was just silly the whole time. Um, yeah. I did love it, though, so much. It's so it was so good. It was so like needless, but awesome. Yep, I, I, that the whole movie just had this very like funny tone. I think like one of the things that rubbed people the wrong way about like Iron Man two is Iron Man two had a lot of very silly moments that didn't feel earned. 
Um, yeah, and it right. felt a little out of place. A lot of the jokes felt a little out of place in that movie. In this movie, in this universe, the way that things paced, it actually felt like it fit. And I felt like a lot of the feel and the silliness of this movie was very well earned. So I, I bought into it. I don't know. I, I think, like, especially with the first one, they really earned. Um, like, you, you know what you're going into, right? You know it's going to be comedy. You know there's going to be some stealing and some stuff going on. But, you know, you know more or less what's going to happen. Um, with Iron Man 2, there wasn't, it's the third movie, I think, in the MCU, is the whole thing's kind of fresh, because it went Iron Man 1, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor? Uh, no, Captain America. No, Captain first. America was not in that. Was after? Was after. I think Captain America was after, I want to say, Thor. what was that partnered with? The first four movies, or the first three, was definitely... Thor and Cat both came out in 2011. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and Iron Man 2 was had to be 2010. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If they did it every year? Man, now I don't yeah, even know. It's so, far, <laughs> it's so far away that I don't remember. But I, oh, wait, I, I, on, I feel like see. it was definitely... It was the third movie. Um but like it's still kind of fresh. You don't really know what to make of things, and yeah, you're right. You know. Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, then Thor, then Captain America. Mm-hmm. All right, and then it was then Avengers, Avengers after Captain America, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it led right yeah. into it. The post credits for that movie was just the trailer. Yeah, the, well, the post credits was stolen from Ultimates. <laughs> like we don't talk about Ultimate Comics on this <laughs> show, Greg. <laughs> I might give you Ultimate Spider-Man when Miles Morales runs around, but that's Ultimate it. X-Men was was pretty good. Absolutely, it not. was. I mean, I haven't read it in, since it came <laughs> out, but I remember it being pretty good. There's maybe one good issue with that, and we'll talk about that another right, time. Um, favorite scene, Jason. Yeah, yeah I already went. Damn it! Is it, is it only me? Is it only me? Yeah, it's only it's you. Only I agreed you. with Jason. You can't duck this not scene. I know. Uh, I think my favorite scene, in all honesty, would have to be the shawarma. I just it was perfect the way it was. It, it was what I wanted, even though I didn't know I wanted it. Uh, if I were to give a follow up, it would be when he went super giant man. Mm. That was just <laughs> really like cool. Like I knew it was going to happen. I was kind of waiting the whole time for it to happen. Um, but like it was just so cool to actually see it, and like him getting the um, shrunken tower back was such a less ordeal because he was so large, and he had no control over his size at that point. He was just going like normal size to big to small to ch- to, child to child size. Oh my god! Yeah, wonderful. that was cool. Um, so it was funny, yeah. but the question was, did that actually drive the plot? No, but I loved it anyways. It was it was it was interesting. Well, sure, That's one sure, thing that sure. bugged me a little oh, bit. Oh, the the, ch- the child thing. Yeah. No, 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 just the whole the um him not being able to control like that thing being busted. Very little time did it actually I, drive the plot along. I think it just gave the normal bad guys that he's facing more of a fighting chance, so it could stretch out maybe the action a little bit. All right, hmm. granted. And also, it, it did kind of show how good Scott Lang is on his like just on the fly. Just like dealing with like things that he can't really. Or on the wasp, if you will. Or on the wasp. Ah, Oh, damn it. Got it. Ah, Um, Hey, man, there's only only four of us tonight. I got a feeling. It shows how kind of useless he is once his tech just like fails on him and why he actually (laughs) needs a partner. Because like other than that, like, you know, without hope, he would have died in the beginning of the movie. 
You know what? Touche. Yeah. And you know, rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, I can tell you Emily's favorite scene just from her reactions to watching it. Go it was on, when no. he got the truck and started treating it like the when skateboard. you were a kid and you were fucking on a skateboard, <laughs> but you weren't like brave enough to actually stand on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She like I have I did not hear her laugh as hard than when he first started doing that, and I could tell that she had not seen any of the commercials where he was doing that. That kick that he gave to that van, by the way, he's like, eh! like he made yeah. some sound so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's favorite character. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want a definitive favorite character from this from you, Louise. Louise, nice, absolutely. Yeah. That was Dave's least favorite character in the last. Dave was offended by Louise in the first one. Really? Well, they also toned I down. Mean, they toned down his accent a lot in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Except for that. Except for the the story scene, and then it just hyped right back up, which is kind of interesting. All right. Uh, Sorry, Dave, but yeah, I like the character. I think he was great. Yeah. He's a fun addition to the world. Jason. Well, uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Scott Lang, man. Scott I love Lang. Paul Rudd. Yes. Uh, Casey. Cassie, Cassie, big time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say for me it's a tie. It's like a just a three way tie. I know it's cheating, but Scott, um, Hope, and Cassie they just both worked. I can't wait for the third one if they're gonna do a third one when they have to actually like. I wonder if they're gonna have like a Hope as a new mommy situation. Oh, how would Cassie even deal with that? Okay, because they they kind of like at the end right, and that was actually a really cute scene, and that was. That was kind of lifted from the comics as well, from the more modern run where they're they're at a drive-thru and they're watching like an old monster movie and they're just hanging out like kind of... Not any them. monster movie. They're watching them. Yeah. The giant ant movie. So <laughs> uh, and then like a moth just lands on it. And I'm like, is that a giant moth or are they tiny? And then it pans out and they're tiny and they're watching it on a laptop and they're in like toy cars. Or they're the, the same toy cars as... Well, not the toy cars, but the shrunken cars as... The, they've been using the whole time um i'd be more curious which was a hysterical plot device i I love how louise gets just like the most like bright and crazy looking of them all i love it it was the hot wheel that they refer to in hot wheels it really was i love oh a total shame that out of all the hot wheels they had none of them were the shark car oh (laughs) that would have been been awesome that's how we could have gotten to the friggin' ferry yeah the shark car Awesome. It's a classic. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, final thoughts on the movie uh, review. Worth it or not? And would you pay full price or bargain for it? Go. Oh, totally Casey. worth it. And I would pay full price for it. I think. Nice. I think that's a funny movie. Could it has that replay value if it comes yeah. out on DVD? Um, does anyone disagree with Jason? No, but I do want to add, this was the first movie I got with uh, AMC Stubbs. Oh, you signed up for that? I have yet to do that yet. I did. And let me tell you, that it pays for itself. Did you do like the Super IMAX edition? No, I saw it regular regular but, D because I hate the I hate wearing glasses and stuff in the theaters. But like, it works on everything: reclining seats, the ones that have smell o vision. vision. Uh, the four D one. That I don't Jason know what any so of the, there's like there's RPO, there's RDX, there's all these ones I don't know. There's what they GFY. Of, <laughs> <laughs> LOLs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, twenty dollars a month. It 
watching a movie in New York is super expensive, so it already practically pays for mm-hmm. itself. But being able to reserve your seats and see a movie essentially for free. I know. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on the fence about it, I say consider it. Oh, they list. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I've already gotten enough mileage. I'm really thinking so. about it. But I don't only go to AMC theaters is my deal. Yeah. So. Well, see, you would if you, you have a get some brand loyalty in your blood, man. Maybe. I would if I live closer to one. Yeah. yeah. Work across the street from one. I know. But I don't, I don't always have the time after work. Yeah. Uh, I also work across the street from an AMC yeah. theater. <laughs> Wait, do me and Casey work together now? And I don't know. You did. I wish. Uh, so everyone agrees. <laughs> pay full price. Um, yes. Totally worth it. Get it. I'm going to get it on Blu-ray. Absolutely. I'm actually, I think I'm going to start buying them all. Like, I think every other month, I'm just going to buy one of the backlogs. Mm-hmm. I already have all of them I don't, on Blu-ray. For some I have select ones. What I don't have is so I have almost all of them on digital because the redemption codes. However, they didn't start doing that until like 2013, where they were consistently right. coming with them. So I have a unfortunate backlog of ones that I don't have digitally. Yeah. Very upset. Yeah, that's no good. And speaking of things that are no good, it is time for the secret question. Secret question. That's what Dave sounds like. Sure. It doesn't sound anything like that. It's actually. always weird okay. when he's not okay. on, and there's yeah. no one to see like the loud pitch, the loud high frequency. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it's over now. The song is done. Everybody at home, don't forget to join our Patreon. That way, Dave can actually get decent internet and be <laughs> on these shows. <laughs> also, since I changed what music files automatically open with, that one opened a lot quicker. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I went, it, it was just defaulting to Windows mo- uh, Media Player and I was too lazy to change it and it would take four seconds to open it so I would press it and say secret question and then it would play oh wow it's not great anyways uh, today we talked about Ant-Man we talked about uh, everything we really liked about it uh, we talked about the swarm we talked about our favorite characters favorite moments you name it filled filled with spoilers I want everyone to put on their theorizing caps for just a moment I will wait it's okay. Theorizing caps. Jason's been wearing his all night, which makes a lot more sense now. Um, I want you to think about the the shawarma. Uh, and we didn't even talk about the second one now I'm thinking about it. So we t- we'll think about the first one. Scott abandoned in the quantum realm. Anyone who can get him out is gone at this point. That ant, the giant ant that was, that was helping him out. Wearing the ankle monitor, still playing the drums forever, <laughs> it would seem. How does Scott get out of the quantum realm? And how does that ant stop playing the drums? I think that's more the people. The second one is more what the people want to know. But we're going to talk about mm. Scott as, as well. So, uh, in case you're new to the podcast, this is the part where I ask these fine gentlemen a question. And I talk for a long period of time and let them really gather their thoughts and get things going. Oh, you want me to answer? Um, yeah. No, I can answer now, too. I'm, I'm, I've had it. Yeah, I've had there's it some bits where whoever moves the, moves least, the least is the last one to go. Last to go, because my vision's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to run in zigzags. <laughs> uh, and also, if you're joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Funky on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, you can join in the chat. And you can also... 
take part in the secret question. So I'm going to let chat gather the thoughts as well while Chris tells us what his theory okay. is. So here's how this goes How's down. Go down? Um, uh, throwback to Thor Ragnarok. The Grandmaster is on a pleasure sex cruise through the various realms. Uh, ends up passing through the quantum realm. I heard it was his birthday. See, it absolutely was his birthday. Got to get those tentacles up in there. Uh, and uh, he sees Scott hanging out. Uh, he rolls down the window, uh, asks if he needs a lift. Um, Scott comes in, um, and then they just keep on partying, gets him out of that realm, and then normal uh, normal space return uh, meets up with the remaining member, uh, mm-hmm. being Nebula of the Guardians of the Gal- Guardians. Uh, and uh, gets back home. Hmm. Okay, that's uh, that's that's how we enter there. Um, let's see. As far as the ant, um, why would he need to stop? Dude's shredding some rush over he there. Might, he might clearly die it's Paul Rudd. That much rush isn't good on the soul. Well, not good on the yeah, soul. It's fine on the soul. It's not great on the body. You don't know. I mean, exoskeletons allow you to play for for a little bit longer, mm. as well as he has more. Uh, he's got more appendages. Mm. Than your average drummer, um, he's like the reverse of the dude from Def Leppard. <laughs> so that's, uh, I think he's perfectly content to just ride that one out. Wait, was that was that really Rush at the end? I have literally no idea. I was gonna say if it was, that would be the second Paul Red thing with Rush in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Neil Pert. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Pert. So my thinking is, well, we've seen Scott get out of the quantum realm on his own. Right, that's true. The first mm-hmm. time. Unless you consider, you know, psychic help from Janet. But, I mean, I feel like the whole thing where he messed with his own regulator and what have you, it's a testament to him actually being able to get out mm-hmm. in a pinch. Um, could lightning strike twice? Maybe. But I think that's what happens. I know it's not as exciting as a choice as what I probably could have come up with, but I do like a quick and easy mm-hmm. result. But, like, since the the way the quantum realm works where it's, like, you know, you got to be synced up and you hear voices or whatever, maybe when he jumps out, like Chris's idea or something, he's already on Titan. Like, he just pops into existence and he's right next to Iron Man already. (laughs) And together, they kick off their time travel thing that is rumored to be a part of Avengers Mm. 4. Okay. Uh, from the chat, we have Boulevard Gaming uh, saying, Bebo, good to see you again. He said, he learns to control the ant without the ear gizmo, controls him to stop playing Rock Band, and has him free himself from the quantum realm. That's a pretty awesome ant. That's- oh, I don't know. See, I was going to say he just get, gets a game over on Through the Fire and the Flames, <laughs> like everybody who's played Rock That's Band. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason, what do you got? So I have a feeling that Ghost is going to help him out. Because she's got like a legit need to get him and his that's true his fuel whatever it is is if there if there's one thing his that gravitons goes is, and graviolis uh, yeah he needs to get graviolis needs to get those out so I, I have a feeling that she's gonna find out where they are um uh, however for Antonio uh he's gonna stop playing the drums power is gonna get cut to his house so soon because he's not paying bills right now people are mm. missing the power plants. Are, are are lost of thousands of co-workers you know at some point there's going to be no power going to that house that that electric drum set's just going to stop i i like when they like 
the one thing I really like about this game, a lot of people left my theater were just like, that was it. I waited for that. But I like the glimpse of the world that you get even more so because even <laughs> the emergency broadcast just nonstop yeah. on TV. Yeah. It's so chilling. Yeah. Speaking of power, did anyone else notice that the mobile lab was being powered by giant door cell batteries? Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me the hell up. Yeah, you just see in the background while they're walking by that giant wall, there is just giant door cell batteries is what that's actually powering the lab. <laughs> this is the funniest awesome. thing in the world to me. There's also a giant actually, there was a dial. Like, it looked like a, like a hand, I don't know, something. There was everything that was An in the lab. knob. Most of the stuff that was made from um, in that lab, you see, was just giant size, normal things, yeah. small things. It's so good. Anyways, Greg, what do you well, got? Well, I'm going to tell you what Ellen has from the chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ellen. Hi, Ellen. Uh, she says, ah, oh, Casey waved. That's so cute. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get out, out till the end of Avengers four. It's the reason they're going to, uh, give him for not being in the movie. But they already kind of gave him an, a reason for not being in Avengers three. He was in house arrest. Actually, wouldn't it be awesome if the shawarma at the end of Avengers four is just Paul Rudd popping in, just being like, what I miss. So, so here's here's kind of what I'm thinking. Or, or he's still in there. He never gets out. I'm thinking he gets out from the help. So he gets out, and let me paint the scene. He's he's chilling in there. We already know that time and space work differently in the quantum realm. We've already gotten that from Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. So he's kind of chilling there. He's kind of like hello, hello, and maybe it doesn't seem like as much time has passed, and then he pops out. And everything looks a lot different. Um, and his daughter is now a teenager. She is grouped with a a group of similarly minded teenagers, yeah. maybe, that have gotten her father out of this mess. And we are uh, flash forward, I would say, probably 10, maybe plus years into the future. And that's how we get some of the time travel aspects is we get some Young Avengers action in there. And we get some Iron Lad, who is the younger version of Kang the Conqueror, who is a time traveler. They help him out in Avengers 4. Um, yeah. And I agree with Chris about the ant. He just never needs to stop playing. He's just rocking. And that would actually be a really good shawarma, is at the end of Avengers 4, he's still playing on the drums. <laughs> Scott Lang comes home and is just like, what? All he hears is like the tap 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 and he's just like the power's been out for months. He's just still rocking out on the practice pad. The power never goes out in here. That's right. I would point to my heart, but you can't see that on camera. So it never goes out in your Adam's apple. Never goes out. And with all that being said, guys, that's officially all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 151 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. I want to go ahead and uh, do what I usually do and go ahead and thank everyone for hanging out. Um, And for that, we have Boulevard Gaming. We have A Grim Gaming. Good to see you, man. Thanks for joining. First time, first time listener to the podcast right here, Grim Gaming. Um, We have Ellen Adele. I would say second. How many times, Casey? Uh, two third or three, time. depending on whether it's in official the background internet. of the pre-show. It's on the internet, so it should be. <laughs> uh, we have Land Fusion. We have Shout Gamers. We have VNK. We got uh, Virgo Pros. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. We super appreciate you. Uh, if you want to hang out in the chat, like I said earlier, it's twitch.tv slash Funky. Each and every, well, 
most Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be here next week, same ant time, same ant Because we totally channel. have a subject to talk about next week. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> and remember, if if you love games, you all you guys like games. Chris, you like games. I like it. Okay. Dude, I like, like games. games. You like supporting charities. Dude, that's my favorite thing in the world. I'm quite the philanthropist. Right, exactly. What a humble way yeah. to put what it. What if I told you you could buy a game and support a charity at the same time? And at a reduced mm. price. What? I'd say you're a madman, but go so, on. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a service out there called Humble Bundle. They have wonderful, wonderful games, bundles, uh, monthly subscription that you can take part in that we are also now uh, partnered and affiliated with. So, uh, if on this episode of the podcast, when it goes live in the show notes, you will have a link that you can get all of your wonderful, wonderful Humble Bundle needs met. Right now, there is a Square Enix uh, sale going on. So if there's any Final Fantasies you're missing, you can get those at a discounted rate. Uh, if you missed the chance when it first came out to get a hat in time, you can now get that as part of the Humble Bundle. Uh, it doesn't cost you any extra money to, to, to buy it through our link. We get a little bit of love. You get a lot of bit of games. It works out both ways. Uh, and with all that, I am going to say we will see you next time or we will see you another time.